Welcome to Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano, where you'll receive the support, the motivation, and the inspiration to be your best self each and every day. And now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano. So welcome to the first episode of the Behind the Law podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Vetrano, uh, attorney, divorce attorney, and uh, I have with me today Joe Amato, uh, my marketing guy, as, as I call him. Uh, but certainly my, my, uh, my advisor on all things marketing and all things uh, related to promotion of this podcast and anything else I'm really doing out there. So, hi, Joe. How are you? Dennis, thanks so much, man. I'm really excited to be part of the very first episode of Behind the Law. This is, like, really exciting. Yeah, yeah. It should be fun. It should be fun. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think what we can talk about a little bit is just like how we came up with the podcast sure. and um, and what we're seeking to accomplish, kind of what people can expect from uh, tuning into the podcast. Um, so the idea was basically, be, it started with you, started with your podcast, actually. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. like a couple, yeah, a couple of years ago, I started a, a sports podcast, not really knowing anything about podcasting, and then it became a real thing. Yeah. And now it's still a thing. So yeah. the more you and I talk, I mean, you do a, a lot of radio, a lot of radio shows and appearances and, and interviews with hosts and things like that. And, right. you know, you're amazing in front of the microphone. So we thought, you know, oh, and, thank and, you. And, and your knowledge <laughs> is like insane. So we said, right. let's just, we, we need to send this out to the masses. And what better way to do that than with a podcast based right. around, you know, your topic. So, right. And your podcast is? Uh, my podcast is called Dudes in Blue. If you're a soccer fan, yeah, so iTunes, yeah. we're on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, wherever wherever you can find a podcast, we're on it. But, yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, like you, when it comes to so it's kind of this is kind of strange because it's called Behind the Law, right? Right. And and you're an attorney, and yet the podcast itself is not really going to be a lot about the law. It's really about the everyday person, right? I mean, like, what's the mission of your podcast? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be about, it's going to be a little bit about everything. And, and it's funny, because part of, um, you know, part of why I wanted to kind of hear a little bit about um, your Dudes in Blue podcast. Um, and, and let me and let me start off by saying, look, when I when you first told me you were going to starting a podcast, and then I started seeing video footage of it and just kind of hearing about it, it is truly awesome. And it's really evolved into something amazing and great. Um, but uh you know, but but it, it's based on soccer and it's based on, you know, rooting for a specific team. But you know what? This podcast is kind of about my intention was to have it about everything because I feel like that's kind of what I'm interested in. That's what inspires me. That's what drives me. Um, you know, so it's not just about you know, legal advice and the best way to get through your divorce case. And, you know, it'll, it'll be bits and pieces of some relationship advice and maybe some tax advice from accountants and, and other experts that would affect you in, a, in your divorce case. But you know what? Divorce is really about a lifestyle change. It's about improving yourself. Um, it's about being happy. Um, it's about planning for your future. And those are not those issues are not specifically just to divorce alone. It's really kind of like life magnified. So, um, 
I mean, there are really things that that come to life sh- for sure when the divorce process is going on. But but it's something that even if you're, especially if you're not going through the process, it sounds like they're all important issues that you should be dealing with on a regular basis. Well, and they are. And I think you know, it's so. For example, with a with a divorce case, you're you're encouraging people to plan for retirement. You're encouraging people to you know make sure their their budget is organized. Um, you know, to the nth degree, it's, it's, um, you know, making sure you, you know, you're, you're providing for, a for, a uh, providing for a career in the future for yourself that you feel fulfilled by. So not just mentally and emotionally, but financially as well. So these are, these are things you want to do to improve your life at any given time. And, and I think there are a lot of things that people do to improve their lives. One of those things can be splitting from the person they're with. Sometimes it's simply not the it's not the best it's not what's best for them. So, you know, you see a show like The Biggest Loser. Well, people are people are getting in shape and improving their health and their and their and their physical, mental and emotional wellness to improve their life. But the divorce is kind of part of that too. You know, and certainly if you're in an abusive relationship or anything like that. Um, so so you know, I kind of parlay that into life lessons about everything. So, so the same advice you would get from me with a divorce case would be the same thing, you know, I would give you about life. It's, it's really life advice, you know, being happy, being healthy, being productive, all of those things. Um, you know, being able to live the life you want to live, um, and that's, you know, and that's how you parlay it into, into, you know, divorce process. And look, my approach to things really just pervades every aspect of my life. You know, I'm inspired by people and things too. So, um, you know, I, you know, as you know, I play soccer yeah, sure. and, I, and I have, you know, three to four times a week, you know, for years now. The way I approach every soccer game is the same way I approach representing clients, is the same way I approach my life, um, is the same way I approach my finances. It's just, you know, always demanding a higher level from myself. And maybe demand isn't a good word, but always expecting maybe. Always trying to reach that next level. So, yeah, so like really the, the whole point of this uh, of this experience. Did that sound too much like rambling? I'm sorry. No, no, not, not at all. I think, you know, you, we, need to, we need to know a little bit more about you and why you do what you do. And that's a, right. that's a really good... That's a really good starting point. It's like, you know, and I think that might be a really good takeaway for people in this first episode is that whatever whatever you love to do the most, right? Try to apply that same um, that same enthusiasm, that same drive, that same yeah. drive to everything else that you do, and that's that's a really good way to start kind of being a better version of yourself, which is really kind of the point of why you started this, right? I mean, it's right. really it's really about helping people move forward. Whether you're going through a divorce or not, right? It sounds like right. it's just it's just whatever point in life that you are, there's something for you to take away from this, and really your experience of of seeing so many different relationships, good, bad, and ugly, right? That you can kind of see what helps people move forward, and right. and one of those things is taking the thing that you love the most and applying that same thing to every other aspect of your life. It's just going to make you a happier. It just sounds like it's just going to make you a happier person, right? You know, and I and I think the thing is. Um, so, so you're going to hear a lot about, you know, it, it, obviously divorce advice, um, life, lifestyle advice. Um, you know, I, I plan on having some experts come in and talk with them and interview them about it and see what advice they can impart. Um, but also, this is going to be about inspiration. 
I mean, I think you need to, I've always felt like to be the best you you can be, you need to try to surround yourself with positive people. People that inspire you every day with what they're doing. Now, it doesn't mean that me as a lawyer, well, I need to just be around other lawyers. Actually, it's the exact opposite. I mean, I like being around, you know, that, that, you know, that, that guy that started from nothing who now developed his own construction company or, you know, um, or the lady who started her own business, you know, and, and bought rental properties and now is a millionaire. Um, or, you know, you know, I have a, I have a friend that I grew up with now that has a, um, has a, uh, a patent. He has some, some training gyms. Uh, uh, he has a podcast of his own. He's out in California, but, but these self-made men or women, these are the people that inspire me, you know, and I encourage, you know, all of the listeners, look, surround yourself with good people, the right people, and that will continue to motivate and inspire you throughout your life, um, to, to always be better. And it's not just about money. It's about being a, a better friend, a better father, a better husband, a better business person, better at your job, whatever it is, you know, and, and you'll get a sense of accomplishment the more you do that. Um, but these people inspire me and, and, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk to them as well. And hopefully they'll inspire you too. So, um, you know, that's part of it as well. So it's about surrounding yourself with people who you aspire to be like, right? You're, it's like so cliche, but you know, you, you become who you associate with. Yeah. Right. So if you you know, and, and the other cliche is misery loves company. So you have the choice to decide who you want to be your best friend. Right. Right. So, right. uh, I think that's, that's going to be a a real value to, to you, the listener, when, especially when these other guests start coming on and sharing their stories and, and kind of inspiring you along the way. Right. And it's funny because even within my own profession, I've always found like I tend to gravitate towards like the other lawyers that I gravitate towards socially usually are really intellectually gifted. Um, they're really hardworking. They're also regular people. They're the type of person you'd run into in the grocery store. And the first thing they told you wouldn't be, you know, I'm a lawyer, this, that. You would never hear that from them. You would hear about what they're doing with their family. You might talk sports with them, those sorts of things. And mm-hmm. the last thing you would hear about is, is their accomplishments in, in the legal field because they're just so down to earth and so fun to be around. And usually those type of people that I hang around with, and I can think of a, a couple off the top of my head, extremely gifted attorneys. I mean, really good. Um, but, uh, but we spend the most, time, most of our time just laughing about things, just, just funny jokes about stuff and not necessarily to do with law. So, um, you know, those are the people within my own profession that I gravitate towards. Um, and then a lot of people outside my profession. Uh, you know, again, people, I, you know, look, I want to be inspired. I want to be around people that inspire me to do better at whatever I'm doing, you know, so. You're certainly one of those people too. So, you know, I, I'm always listen, I, I consume so much media online and a lot of a lot of what I consume is inspirational, motivational things that that kind of get me going. And um, and it, it does work. I, I got to say, I mean, like I wouldn't yeah. be where I am if I wasn't motivated or inspired. So right. and it, it's it comes from I mean, ultimately, it comes from yourself. But there's certainly outside factors that can. Right. That can have an effect on that, too. 
And it's funny because, you know, we bring up, we brought up the, the Dudes in Blue podcast and we bring up the, the affiliation <laughs> with the, you know, you share a love for the sport of soccer yeah, as well. Yeah, of so course, yeah. One of the guys that truly inspires me is, is one of the best soccer players I've ever set foot on a field with. Played pro, played semi-pro, but this guy, when he's out there, he is so determined to win that game. He will put the entire team on his back. And he's the, uh, he's the quintessential sportsman, too. He's always, what a gentleman. But just when he's out there, his level of concentration and drive to accomplish a goal. Now, look, he's not a lawyer. He's not anything affiliated with what I do in my profession, but he's somebody that inspires me, you know? So... Yeah, we've we've all got that that person that that person that group that we kind of aspire to be like, right? Um, and you have the choice whether or not to aspire, to actually take that take that course and apply that to your own life. And that's right. again, that's kind of what you're looking to accomplish here. It's like let's look. I think there's there's been especially lately in the past six months to a year. Every time you turn on the television. There's negativity everywhere. Oh my god! It's so yeah. much easier. It's so much easier to be negative than it is to be positive. Right. This is one of those opportunities for you to turn something on that's not negative. Right. Because right. You, again, you still have that choice. You have that choice to consume the negative or to consume the positive. Right. The more negative you consume, the more negative you're probably going to be. The right. worst. The, I will never turn on the news first thing in the morning. That's just me. Like, yeah. That's because at nine times out of ten. Almost 10 times out of 10, it's not going to be something that's going to get me excited about what I'm doing today. Right, right. And you a know? lot of it is canned garbage, too. Uh, you know, forgive me for putting my opinion right out there. It's we're, we're spoon-fed what the news media really wants us to hear. So Exactly. Um, and this, so this, this is one of those opportunities for you. Right. You know, one of the reasons why I, gravit- I gravitated toward your firm as a client was because there was... Look, it's it's law, right? There's a lot of negative stereotypes when it comes to the profession. Let's, oh my God, let's call yeah. let's yeah. call a spade a spade. Sure. But what gravitated me toward you was how genuine you were about helping people move along and move forward with their life. And what what kind of sold it to me was here's a divorce attorney who tells people that they don't necessarily need to get divorced. Right. That right. for me was like, okay, this is this is different. This is yeah. not yeah. this is not a firm that is just trying to get that retainer. This is right, this right. is a firm and and a and a CEO and a president and attorney that actually genuinely cares about what people need and what they want and how to move them forward. Right. And it's funny because I we had a conversation. I've had conversations with a lot of different people about the associates that work for me as well. You know, and I and I use the explanation once before, actually a few times before about one of my associates basically saying if she wasn't getting paid for what she's doing, she'd still be doing it. And, and that's, you know, and, and listen, that speaks volumes. That's the difference. You're doing it because you love it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I, I encourage everybody. And look, the reality is some people do not have the um, freedom or the ability to do that. And if you don't, sure, I, I get it. You know, look, my dad uh, was a telephone worker and climbed poles for a living. And he did it 70 hours a week. He did it days on end with no days off for months. Uh, just to make sure I could, you know, our family could be supported. He didn't love doing that. If that that's not necessarily a profession that he chose, um, but he did it. He did it for the right reasons, you know, and, and he worked very hard at it. Some people are in that position where, you know, you're working a job to be able to pay the bills. 
and it's not necessarily something you love. You dedicate to it to, to get as a means to an end. That's understandable. But to the extent that you can, you want to choose something that you can commit wholeheartedly to and be really good at, something you love. Um, you know, so I encourage people as much as you can to, to go after that, go after those sorts of things and make, you know, make it happen. So what, so I guess like, what would be the key to, so if this, you know, if this is the first episode of many, I guess like, what's, what's the central theme? What's, what should somebody take away from this right now from just, from just learning a little bit about you and a little bit about what the show is going to entail? Like what's a, what's a positive takeaway that they can, that they can apply right now that you've seen in your profession? What's something they can do today? Well, I mean, I think, you know, you have to look at it. Is it, are we talking about it from a, from a pragmatic standpoint, a, a, a logistical standpoint, or are we talking about it um, philosophically? I, th- I think it's, I think it's more practical. The more practical we can be, right. because I think, I think too many of us are not practical in what we do. Right. I think too many of us are romantic about things that we really want and are not very realistic about what, right. you know, so I think the most, the most practical, pragmatic approach, and that's, again, that's how you've approached Everything, everything well, right. you've done, right? right. So I right. think, I think something, something practical, somebody can walk away from today saying, "I can do that." Um. Well, I don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for, but look, you know, one of the first things I tell people to do is do a budget. Okay. Look at yourself, and and maybe this is the central theme. Look at yourself like you were the corporation of Mr. Jones or Ms. Smith. Okay. Look at yourself like you're a corporation, meaning, you know, money in, money out. What is your time worth? Those sorts of things. Um, And then the next step to that is, you know, take a look at your budget. How much money goes out the door every day, every week, every month? How much money comes in? And then maybe the next step from that is decide if you're living the life you want to be living financially and otherwise. Um, I like that. You know, you can um, also look at it from a cultural standpoint too, right? Because yeah, oh, of co- course, because corporate, you know, because if you think of yourself as a business or a corporation, you've got yeah, you've got budgeting, but then there's also the the culture of it, the communication aspect of it. Oh, true. How you know? So it's kind of like it's an even you know wider net. Budget's always important, and that's one of the things that I'm sure you always of course see when when unfortunately a marriage comes to an end. Yep. Um, budget is usually one of those big reasons why that that ultimately happens. Um, it, it can be a, a major contributing factor. And in fact, I, I find it's one of the biggest factors in terms of marital relationships breaking up. Right. So, you know, especially long term marriages. So that's a huge that's a huge deal. But a lot of it also is the communication aspect of it, too, where it's just right. like I, I think you would explain it to me like they're just not partners anymore. Right. So if you so if you right. look at so if you look at your life like that business or a corporation right. or that partnership and start to treat it that way because that's what it right that's what it is right, right. I mean I look right. at I look at my wife and I as as partners in a, in the business of the Amatos you know of course so, of course and it's yeah and it has to do with money it has to do with culture it has to do with communication it has to do with human resources <laughs> like it's yeah it's it's it all of those things of kind of things. you know roped into one so that's that's a that seems very practical right I mean yeah, I mean, of course, it's, um, and I think determine the, the life you want to be, are you living the life you want to live? And, 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 and again, you know, this is how all of the conversations about divorce come in, you know, um, are you living the life you want to live in that, um, 
you know, and that, and that includes, you know, family planning, your kids, where you live, how close you are to your family, what your job is, what you're doing every day, you know, uh, you know, cause look, I mean, I've, I've met people that say, look, I want to live a very basic life. I don't want to work very hard. I don't want to, I don't need to have a whole lot of, you know, um, possessions. I don't need to do a whole lot of traveling. I just want to be able to, you know, own a bike to get around, um, work a few hours a week enough to pay for food and bills and just be able to, you know, go out and go hiking and walk around and see friends, see family. Um, and if you're married to somebody who shares that with you, Hey, that's great. Yeah. You know, you can enjoy that together, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you're going to find, and I think it, it really, I mean, the first part of the question is, you know, what do you want out of life? Um, and if you want the same things out of life that your partner does, then that works, you know, because then, yeah. you know, you kind of you both kind of want to, you know, live the same sort of lifestyle. How many kids you want to have traveling, you know, personal possessions, all of those things. Um, what type of career you want to pursue. Um, then that jibes that works. But if but if they're different and then as you get older, it's like one person really doesn't want to work very hard, really doesn't want to do very much, wants to just stay home. And then you have this other person that wants to, you know, have this, you know, I, I, I want to work 100 hours a week and I want to have all these things and I want to travel here and go there and do that. And, you know, it, it's just a, those might not necessarily jive. And that's the point at which you just kind of, you know, start thinking maybe you want to go in a different direction. I think that that kind of hits a, a point home with me, like even just... I think you got to kind of check yourself all the time and say, is this, is, is this, am I living the life that I want to live? Right. And that's something that it, it definitely changes, you know, when, right. when you're 25 versus when you're 30 versus when you're 35, 40, 50, it's always, there's always different things that you want. Right. And, and, it, and it sounds like it, it doesn't matter if you're single or married. That's right. something you should be asking yourself. No, that's true. On a regular basis. Right. That's and true. If, if the answer is yes. Right. Perfect. Keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Right. But if the answer is no, it's it's number one important to realize that, and number two, it's important to realize okay, well, what can I do right to to get to that point? And that's where having those people that inspire you right. come back into play. Right. That it's those those types of people. What you look up to. Okay. Well, what are they doing? Right. You know, let's let me see what they're doing to get to where they are because that's where I want to get to. Right. I think that's a huge takeaway from especially like your first your first episode that's you that's a great place to start isn't it like yeah right yeah, isn't it a so. great place to start yeah. like ask yourself this question right are you living the life you want to live right it sounds like perfect it sounds like a yeah. perfect place to start yeah it is a it is a good takeaway and i and i think um and i think that that in some ways synopsizes you know where this podcast will be going yeah, you know, hundred percent. It's it's advice, it's inspiration, it's motivation, it's it's all those different things. Um, and it's really, you know, I mean, you touched on this before, but I've always been the type where this is me. If you run it, if you come into my office, this is the type of personality you'll see. If you stare across the soccer field and you see me out there, that's the same personality. If I run into you in the grocery store, it'll be the same thing or, or you know, the, the dump on Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm the, the genuine article, let's say. And I feel like, you know, they, they, I'm sure you've always seen those posts they have on Facebook, you know, and um, one, of them, one of them that I shared was, 
it's more important to be authentic than almost anything else. You know, be who you are. Don't try to be someone else. Mm. Um, and the funny thing is, ever since we started together, you, you know, that was something you encouraged me to do, and I've always pretty much done that. And I, and I will say, you know, I've enjoyed greater and greater and greater success, and partially because, you know, being authentic usually is compelling to people. Um, I think if you're fake or contrived, it's people see through it fast. You know, and it's funny because when I first started out practicing law, I, I used to do consults with clients. Clients would come in and they, they'd talk to me about something and um, my last, uh, one of my former bosses would just want to take anything that came through the door. And people, clients, even if they don't know the law at all, they can see, sense, feel your confidence when you're talking with them about the law. So anytime I have somebody across the desk from me and we're talking about what I do, divorce and family law litigation, I mean, when I do consults, nine times out of 10, people come back and hire. And in large part, because not because I'm not, I, I always, you know, tell my staff, look, our, what we need to do in consults is show the client how we can help at all. There are some cases that we can't help, which is pretty rare in this particular realm. Usually we can help in some way. But, but create realistic goals, realistic expectations. So the same conversation you're having at the initial consult is the same conversation you should be have, having as you're settling or resolving or trying the case. That, that consistent theme and advice, unless something substantially changes midstream, um, should be pretty similar. So, you know, so the point of being the genuine article is, you know, look, when you do those consults, and you're confident, you know, my, like I said, with my last boss, when I was doing consults, I'd do them on it. She would take any area of law. So I do consults on a number of different areas of law. This is going back like almost 20 years now. And um, I noticed that the area of law that I kept getting hired for was family law and divorce litigation. And, I, and, and in large part because I was passionate about it and I knew a, a fair amount about it back then. <clears throat> now I know a great deal about it. But that level of confidence... Um, you know, clients see it, they feel it, and that started to get a following in that particular area of law, and and based in large part because of you know my confidence and my authenticity about you know what I do and how I do it and those sorts of things. And that really hasn't changed for me. The only thing that's changed is I have vastly more knowledge and experience now than I did twenty years ago. Yeah, I um, think I think people. Because of social media and we're basically every single person is their own media company, right? So there is no hiding. Right. Right? That's why people can read through BS really, really quickly. Right. Is because they've seen a lot of it among the real stuff. Right. They know what's real. They know what's fake. You know, people are always PRing themselves on social media. Right. Right. You know, there's there's a guy I listen to, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, who says people will go somewhere just to take the selfie that they were there. Yeah. Right. They will go to an event just because they want to take the selfie. And it's like, but that's not real. That's not who you are. Right. The people that have the big personalities and the people that people are attracted to are right. the ones that are as transparent and genuine as as you guys are. And that's right. why people gravitate towards you. That's that's why, again, that brings back my point about why I wanted to work with you guys was because that's that's what gravitated me toward you. Right. So right. I think it, it's it all works, but it comes down to asking that question. It's like, OK, so. 
are you are you so you can ask that the, the question before is are you living the life that you want yeah. You can even expand on that a little bit and say, are you living the life that you want or are you living the illusion of the life that you want? Oh, yeah. That's that's a good point. You know, that's a good how point. transparent are you even looking at yourself? Right. And sometimes I think you try, you know, I think sometimes people are trying to convince themselves of um, of what they're doing or where they are or how they're living and they're trying to convince themselves that that's what they want. Maybe necessarily they, they don't. Did you know that you can you can rent a Ferrari just to take a picture with it for social media? <laughs> it's so silly. And you know what's so funny? That's a really good that's a listen, that's a really good example because you know I'm a car guy, right? <laughs> that's right. That's why I brought it up. I am the type of guy where you know how you can go out to Vegas and you can just rent a car for the day? Yes. Yeah. I I would never want to do that. Does that sound weird? I would never want to do that. Well, because it's not real. Right, it's not yours. You want right. You want to. It makes you want right. to feel like it's yours. Right, but it's not. Right. It's and it's, by the way, you can't truly. And I will tell you from personal experience, you cannot <laughs> get a good feel for a sports car in driving it one day. You have to take a car and you have to have it for a while. You have to live with it for a while. So if you see they do those tests, like on Car and Driver and Motor Trend, they'll do what they call a long term test. That that means they keep the car for a few months and then they just keep driving it every day. They'll take it to the grocery store and they'll take it wherever else. And then they'll take it on the track maybe and then on some back roads. It gives them an opportunity to really get a feel for the car. Um, yeah, so you go out and rent something in Vegas. It's cool, but you know. But it's not it's real. Not, yeah, it's not really, it's not, my, real. not really my thing. Um, I would rather try to find ways to get myself to a level where I could own one. That's the point. So. That sounds like the point. <laughs> I, listen, I think it's the point. And listen, people have different philosophies on things. And I don't ever look at somebody else's opinion or position on something and say, well, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. No, you should. If that's what you believe in and that's what makes you happy, do that. Don't do something because somebody else wants you to or because you think you should or because somebody else is telling you to do it. Do what makes you happy. And sometimes the first part of that is determining what it is that makes you happy. What do you want out of life? And listen, people glaze over that, but that's, um, that's a tough question to answer. And, I, and there's, a, there's a handful of different times in my career where I needed to make some major decisions as to which direction I wanted to go. And it kind of came back to that. What do you want out of life? You know, even before I expanded my law office, it used to be just me and a paralegal. That's going back, oh, actually, that's going back over 10 years now. Um, well, no, that's when I started. Started in 2005, and then 2011, we expanded. So it's going back, mm, closing in on seven years mm. ago, six years ago, something like that. Um, but I had to decide just before then, like a year or two before that, you know, where am I going with this law office? We're getting really busy. Clients are coming in for me or getting to the point where it's more cases than I can handle just myself. Do I want to start scaling back and turning people away? Or do I want to expand and get bigger? Um, <clears throat> and, a, and a few other times in my life when I decided where I was going to settle, what, you know, what law school I was going to go to, those sorts of things. So. That's, it's fun. like the same thing just happened with me recently, like with the, with the digital agency, like, yeah. It's either I can I'm I'm getting too busy for myself and right. I you know I had some help here and there but it was it was like right. well what do I really really want out of this? I didn't right. I didn't start this to have to tell people no. Right. I started this to grow and support my family and to create jobs and create work and create wealth and create these awesome businesses. Right. 
So you have you have to expand. You have to make that choice, but you have to know what you want. You have to know what you want out of it. Right. And it's funny because when I first met you, when did we first meet? 2013. That's going back. I a think f- it was. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. It's going yep. back. Um, going back a few years now. Yeah. When we first <laughs> met, what convinced me to hire you at that point, um, and go this one? That's when I started with the radio station. Actually, it was to to, to work that's with right. iHeart. Yeah. 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 Um, you convinced me to work with iHeart back then, and and it was you that sold it. It wasn't the radio station per se. iHeart's a great company, don't get me wrong. Um, I've been very happy with them. But it was you, your personality that sold me on it. And um, and because of your... And, and again, this is kind of get back gets back to the authentic, authenticity thing. I didn't feel like you were trying to sell me on something. It's like, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's what I believe in. And I was like, I got to work with this guy. This is the guy. <laughs> and I think that's the that's a microcosm of of kind of how you how you got to where you are. Um, you know, just being you in, in in the same way that you told me to just be me. And it's funny because uh, we've both come so far since then. In a, in a relatively short period, when you really, yeah. when you when you look yeah. at that's a, that's another thing. And I'm you know, four years is not a lot of time. No. It sounds like it's a lot. No, it's not. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, I have a 15-month-old at home, and I feel like we just brought him home. Yeah. So it's not that long of a period of time. Yeah. It really isn't. So it's like, I know, I know I'm know, i going to look at myself again later on today and say, okay, I just need a checkpoint. Is this where I, you know, is am I living what I want? And the answer is most likely yes, because I'm a pretty right. happy guy right now. Right. But, um, but looking back four years ago... What I wanted then is totally different from what I want now. Right. But it was because I put myself around people that inspired me and I wanted to right. be like. And it's right. like, that's what changed me. Right. It really did. Yeah. Not that I wasn't happy then, but it was a, there's a totally different kind of happiness now because I'm in so much more control. Right. Because I know where I'm going. I know what I want and I know how to get there. Right. So just again, like asking yourself that question. I, I hate to keep bringing that up. I Like it's your, yeah, it's no, your show, course. but like to no, me, no, like that's no, like such a... Yeah. Such a yeah, big point that yeah, that was so long ago yet it was like yesterday and what I wanted then, what I wanted now is completely different. And it's funny because if you can kind of you know, I think there's for some people, not everybody I guess, there's a, there's a distinct point in your life where and I again, again, this is definitely for some people. It it was true for me. There's a distinct point in your life where you say there's no limit. There's no limits to what I can accomplish. Mhm. You know, there's no limits to where I can take my law office or my profession or or any of those. Or your things. soccer game. Right. <laughs> right. Listen, it's so funny because I play soccer. Maybe there, now are, and some, I was, maybe no. there are some limits. <laughs> no, listen, there are. I don't look at it. I mean, <laughs> yes, there, there are. There are physical limitations. Sure. <laughs> but it's funny because at 40, I'm going to be 46 in another um, another week or so. Uh, and I tell the guy, you know, that guy that I said that inspires me, we still play on teams together from time to time. And I, and I will tell him regularly, I'll ask for tips from him because I'm still working on things now. I am a much better soccer player now at 46 than I ever was as a kid by a mile. I have so much better touch. Uh, there are things I'm capable of doing at 46 that I was never. Now, am I as fast as I was when I was younger? No. Um, do I have as, the, as quick of a reflexes as I did when I was younger? No. But I know a lot more about the game. Yeah. And, um, and even just because I, because I play a lot and I try to work at it, um, there are so many aspects of my game that have improved. But, but that's, 
that, but that's the way I approach everything. I look at it now, like at 46, again, how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better soccer player? How can I be a better lawyer? How can I be a better boss, a better business owner? How can, how can I be better at all of those things? How can I give back to, you know, to the community more than I, than I already do? Um, you know, can we do more pro bono? Can, can, we, can we try to you know, discount some of our bills with clients just to help them financially? How, how can I be better in all of those aspects of my life? Um, but I think it's important for people to do that. It, it's a, it, what I call it is a healthy level of self-evaluation moving mm. forward. Mm. So That's good. That's deep, but, man. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's deep. That's good. No, yes. I, listen, I wish you the best of luck with this show. I mean, if, yeah. if it goes... If it goes half as well as I think it could go, it's going to be something awesome and something a lot, a lot yeah. of your listeners are going to be able to take a lot of value away from that. And that's that's what you've always been about. I mean, you've always yeah. been about just giving, 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 giving it. And then, listen, I mean, ultimately, when you when you give like that, it does come back to you. So I hope, right. it, I hope it continues to do that for you. Yeah, I do too. I got to be honest with you, and thank you for that. I, um, I'm really excited to, you know, I hope at some point, I can interview you. I'll be back. Because that's, that's what I'd certainly like to do. I'll um, most likely be in the room. And, okay. <laughs> Listen, any of the people that have inspired me throughout my life, I, I'm, I'm so excited to have an opportunity just to talk to them. You know, I just want to get a take for, you know, how did they get to where they are? Where did their start come from? You, you know, and, and they, even for me, I can think back, there's a handful of people in my life that changed my life. Um... And a handful of things that people have told me. I mean, just a passing comment from somebody that I trusted their judgment. I don't even think they even know. I, you know, these. I don't yeah, even think some of the big. people know the things that they've said to me that have changed my life, which is funny. And I find it's it'll be so interesting to talk to some of these self-made men and women, um, and just see, you know, what inspired them, what got them to the point where they are. You know, what, what bumps in the road did they, did they have to overcome? You know, what, um, where did they get their start? I mean, I, I, I'm always fascinated by that sort of stuff. So I you think watch, your listeners are going to, they're going to love that. Yeah, That's I think, be great. you know, look, I mean, I, I hope so. It's something I'm really interested in. And I think, you know, I think it is pretty compelling. And, um, and it's a way to inspire you in your, in your everyday life. And, you know. I mean, it, 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 you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Even the most minuscule task, even the most basic task, how can you be better at it? True. You know, it, it's, um, it's funny because a long time ago, I think I may have told you this story before. A, a long time ago, I decided in my life that everything I approached, I was going to do it the best I possibly could. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to slough off any task. And, um, you know, even if it was just sweeping a floor, I mean, my, you know, we'll, at some point we'll get into what my background is and how I got to where I am. But even the most basic task of sweeping a floor, I was going to make sure that was done meticulously because anything I did, people would associate me with. Exactly. They would judge me by what they observed of me, how I approach things. And even the simplest task, hey, Dennis did that, you know, mm-hmm. man, that's a great job. Even the most basic thing, and it seems simple and stupid, you know, oh, well, it's just sweeping a floor, who cares? Well, you can approach life that way. You can approach anything you do that way, mm-hmm. but where is that going to get you? 
Number one, set aside being successful and making money and all of those other things. Do you really feel fulfilled? Do you feel a, a level of, um, what do I want to say? Do you feel like there's some level of success or some level of accomplishment if you just, you know, just kind of mail things in? Yeah, right. You know? Well, I got to sweep a floor and then there's like crap all over the place. I mean, it, you know. Oh, yeah, well, Jim did that. Well, yeah, you know. Now, now, what conclusion do people come to about Jim if they see that's what he did? No, you're absolutely well, right. Well, he's just a guy that, you know, and, and you know, Jim is no specific person. Just a, <laughs> just a, just a name, for example. All of you Jims out there, right. I'm, I'm not anti-Jim. I'm actually pro-Jim. You just lost 90% of your Jim audience. Everybody named Jim is gone now. Gone. Gone. Nice job. No, but you know what I'm getting at. So it's, no, 100%. Um, you know, so, I mean, people call it OCD. Sure, you can call it OCD. Fine. I am OCD. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, just uh, just about the, the pride that you take in doing anything. Exactly. Yeah, so I think um, so. I think that's a good stopping point for our first episode. I'm really glad, you you know, we had a chance to chat together. And thank you for helping me today, Joe. I cert- certainly appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I do really hope I get a chance to interview you at some point moving forward. Yeah, I'll so be around. Just kind of, uh, just kind of get some some background on how you got to where you are. But um, but we'll be looking forward to to seeing everybody again. And I hope you enjoyed our first uh, episode of the Behind the Law podcast. Thanks for having me, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah, good to see you, Joe. Thanks.